Well, last summer, I became a resident of South Dakota. You might wonder why so many nomads choose South Dakota as their domicile state and why you see so many South Dakota license plates on nomad vehicles. Right now, I'm in a boatyard in Mexico, and I see so many South Dakota plates, it's kind of funny. In this episode of the Wayward Home Podcast, we're on episode 11. I'm going to tell you why I became a South Dakota resident and six easy steps so you can become one, too. Welcome to the Wayward Home Podcast, all about van life, boat life, and nomadic living. We'll bring you tips, interviews, and stories from the road and on the water. Now, here's your host, Kristen Haynes. Hey there, I'm Kristen Haynes, founder of thewaywardhome.com, where we talk about everything tiny living, so van life, RVing, sailboats, and tiny homes. I spend half of the year on my sailboat in Mexico, which is why we're in a boatyard right now fixing it up, and I live part of the year in a camper van. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you'll see that it looks a little bit unfinished, and that's why we've been building it out for a couple of months, but now we've shifted to boat gear, and so next summer we'll work on building out the camper van a little bit more. So in episode 11 of the Wayward Home podcast, we're talking all about how to become a South Dakota resident in case you're thinking of becoming one too. So before becoming a South Dakota resident, I was actually a resident of California for about 10 years. And that made sense at the time because I was living full-time in California. I was using Covered California for health insurance, and it just made sense because that was my domicile state. But about a year and a half ago, I started traveling full-time, and I hardly spent any time in California, maybe one or two months a year. So honestly, it didn't really make sense for me to stay a resident of California and continue paying income taxes to a state I didn't even live in. So I started researching domicile states, and I learned that the top three states for nomads are South Dakota, Florida, and Texas. And I researched all three of those states rather extensively, and for me, South Dakota made the most sense. Number one, it was on my driving route during the summer months. Usually we spend part of the summer in Oregon visiting my family and windsurfing, and then we drive cross-country to Minnesota to visit Tom's family. So South Dakota is right along that route, and it'd be really easy for me to go there and get my residency, where Texas and Florida are way off the radar for me and didn't really make much sense. So last summer, I made a big decision to become a South Dakota resident. So I went there, I got my driver's license, and I got license plates for my Chevy Astro van. And uh, when I bought the Sprinter in late fall of 2021, I also got my license plates through uh, South Dakota, which was a super easy process. They actually mailed the license plates to me in Oregon. And so I'm a really big fan of becoming a South Dakota resident and think it's a super simple process. Here are some of the other reasons why I chose South Dakota over the other states. Um, One of the big reasons is it's super easy to get your residency. You only have to be in the state 24 hours. Another reason is there's no annual vehicle inspections. You don't even have to take your car to South Dakota to register it there. And for me, with a really old Chevy Astro van at the time, I didn't want to have to drive there every year and get my vehicle inspected. And you only have to renew your driver's license every five years. So technically, if you want to go to South Dakota and establish your residency, you don't have to go back for five more years. That's when you have to get your next driver's license. However, we expect to visit every year because I think South Dakota is very beautiful. And like I said before, it's on our way to Minnesota. Another huge reason that nomads choose South Dakota is there's no state income tax. Now, this is also true of Texas and Florida, which is why those are also big states for nomads. But for me, being self-employed, I didn't really want to spend money paying taxes to a state that I didn't even live in. Also, South Dakota, it's really cheap to register your vehicle, and you might even see your insurance rates go down. I have insurance with GEICO, and it's super cheap for me to insure two vans in South Dakota. I think I pay about 100 bucks a month for, for two vans, one of them a brand new uh, 2021 sprinter. So I think that's a pretty good deal. So you will see a lot of expenses drop if you become a South Dakota resident. 
There are lots of options for physical addresses in South Dakota. These are mail services you sign up with, and I chose choosesd.com, which I'll tell you about in more detail later. But South Dakota is very well-versed in people wanting to become residents there. They have RVers and even diplomats and traveling nurses and van lifers all call South Dakota home. And another reason is South Dakota is beautiful. Last summer, we spent a lot of time in the Badlands and in the Black Hills where we boondocked in the Chevy Astro van and we explored Custer State Park and went on some great hikes. And I really enjoy the natural beauty of South Dakota and that'll keep me returning year after year. So now I'm going to tell you about the cons of becoming a resident of South Dakota, and I did think about these quite a bit before choosing that state for my domicile. The number one big one is there's a real lack of, of health insurance options there. You pretty much have to see a doctor in South Dakota if you join a, a health insurance plan in that state. And I did hear that they become well-versed in this whole nomad thing and that a lot of health insurers will actually refuse you if you're using one of those physical address companies in South Dakota because you're not a true resident in their opinion. So that's kind of a big deal if you really need health insurance. I wouldn't um, recommend South Dakota necessarily. Florida has a really good plan that's actually nationwide and you can use it anywhere if you need traditional health insurance. Now, I got around this by using a health sharing plan called Zion Health. And I'm not going to talk about that a lot in, in this week's episode because that's a totally different topic. But I will put a link below and I will also add a link to my article, How to Choose Health Insurance as a Full-Time Nomad. Another con to using South Dakota as your residence is you won't be able to purchase a firearm. You, they don't accept PMBs, which is personal mailboxes, as your physical address, so you just won't be able to buy a gun if you're a South Dakota resident. For me, that's not a problem because I don't travel with a gun and it's not really important to me, but it's something you might want to consider if you do want to own a firearm. And now to the fun stuff. If you're convinced that you do want South Dakota to be your new domicile state, I'm going to tell you how to do it in six super easy steps. Step one, join a mail forwarding service. Now I chose choosesd.com because it was recommended by some other RVers and van lifers and I couldn't be happier with that decision. Lynn is one of the main points of contact at choosesd and she is so incredibly helpful. I would email her all the time and she would quickly write back and tell me like where to go for my driver's license, what campground to stay in for my residency and the customer service is just unparalleled. And I didn't necessarily find that when I was um, writing emails and asking questions of some of the other companies that offer physical addresses in South Dakota. The reason why I chose Choose SD is because it was super affordable. It's just about $110 a year for both Tom and I to get our mail in South Dakota, and that's really affordable, I think. So how it works is that they receive all of your mail, and they upload it to a computer, like virtual mailbox, and you're able to log in, look at the outside of all your envelopes, see what mail you have, and if you want, they can open it, they can scan it so you can see what's inside, and you can download that PDF, or you can have them forward it anywhere to you anywhere in the U.S. And I've used that quite a bit. I've had it forwarded to my mom's house or my grandma's house or to a to a post office using general delivery, which is super easy. So I don't even know if I'd want to go back to like a P.O. box or even a regular mailbox because I'm so used to them sifting through my mail and uploading it. And it also means you don't get any junk mail because they won't upload junk mail to your virtual mailbox because who wants to look at junk mail? So if you don't want to use Choose SD, there are a number of other companies that you can check out in South Dakota for your mail forwarding service. These are America's Mailbox, Dakota Post, Your Best Address, and The Escapees. They all offer physical addresses in South Dakota, and there are a few others that if you do some Googling, you'll find them. I do want to say one thing, though. These are called personal mailboxes, and you cannot use them as your banking 
address. Now, that's because of the Patriot Act, and they want to ensure that every bank institution has a real physical address. And I have heard some horror stories about nomads that had their bank accounts frozen because they were using their PMB addresses as their bank account's physical address. So I get around this by just using my mom's address on the bank, and then I use my South Dakota address as my mail forwarding address. So all my banking materials are sent to South Dakota. All right, so that was step number one. Step number two is get plates for your vehicle. And I did this when I drove to South Dakota last summer, but you actually can get your plates in the mail either way. But since I was becoming a South Dakota resident anyway, and I had to go get my driver's license, I figured I'll just go there and get my plates. It is so easy. I can't even stress how easy it is. So my mailbox is actually located in Lawrence County and the treasurer's office is responsible for your license plates, not the local DMV, which saves a trip to the DMV, which is amazing. So I went to the treasurer's office, which is actually in historic Deadwood, which is an amazing town to visit regardless. And I had a great time kind of looking around the town and going to the treasurer's office. And I was in and out of the treasurer's office in probably 20 minutes with my new South Dakota license plates in hand. It was super easy. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what you need to bring to the treasurer's office uh, to get your new plates. So I had to bring my California vehicle title and I, I gave that up to the clerk there at the, the treasurer's office and I showed them my driver's license. I actually showed my California driver's license at the time and they didn't care. I was set to get my South Dakota license the next day. So I just showed that to prove my identity. And then later, once I got my South Dakota license, I actually called them back and just gave them the new info off that license. And besides that, I just had to show my social security card and that's also to confirm my identity. So once I did that, I filled out some paperwork. I paid a very low fee. I think it was maybe $90 or something. And I walked out with my new uh, license plates and they sent me my title in the mail a short time after that. So keep in mind, if you do register a new vehicle in South Dakota, like I did with my Sprinter van, there is a 4% excise tax. So you'll just have to calculate that with the price of your vehicle purchase and just make sure that's worth it to you. But for me, that was way worth it than paying California sales tax, which is way higher. All right, so here's step number three of becoming a South Dakota resident. You must stay one night in a hotel or campground in that state. And for me, it was incredibly easy. Even though the Sturgis motorcycle rally was going on at the same time, and Sturgis is maybe half an hour away from Spearfish, I still found a campsite in the Spearfish City campground, and I stayed there for one night amidst all the motorcyclists, and it was hilarious just seeing all these Harleys kind of chugging around the, the campground. But it was a really painless process. You must get a receipt from that campground ground and you bring that receipt to the DMV when you go and get your driver's license. But all you need is one night, which makes it, I think, the easiest state to become a resident in. Step number four is you'll go visit the DMV. I didn't even make an appointment in South Dakota. It was super easy. Um, it is recommended that you make an appointment if you can, but my schedule since I live in a van is always kind of crazy. So I did not make an appointment. I went to Rapid City to that DMV and just walked right in. They do make you fill out a nomad affidavit. And this is a piece of paper you sign that says when you're done being a nomad, you will return to South Dakota to live. And that's really all you have to do. And you have to show your receipt for that one night you spent spent in South Dakota and pay the driver's license fee and I got my eyes checked and that's all you have to do. Now there are a few things you need to bring into the DMV to get your license and of course if you can't remember all this I'll put it down in the show notes so you can just go to thewaywardhome.com forward slash episode 11 to get all these details because I know it's a lot to remember just listening or watching on a YouTube video. So here's what you need. I have a list right here in front of me. Um, your current driver's license to forfeit, a passport or a birth certificate, 
proof of your social security number. Now, I brought a social security card, but that can be a W-2 form or a 1099 form. There's a lot of ways to, to prove your SSN number. And you also bring a receipt, like I said, from the campground that you stayed at, a receipt from your mail forwarding service, and that signed nomad affidavit and proof of any name change if you need it. And once you bring in those documents, you're good to go. And it's a really simple, easy process. So step number five of becoming a South Dakota resident is register to vote. That was really easy for me because I did that along with getting my driver's license. They give you the option to fill out a voter registration right there at the DMV. So that's what I did. And now I'm registered to vote in South Dakota. Step number five, change your South Dakota vehicle insurance. Now this is really easy, but also easy to forget. So just make sure once you get that new driver's license and license plate that you do call your insurance company and switch to South Dakota. And if you're like me, you'll see your rates go down, which is a huge plus. Okay, now step number six, make local connections in South Dakota if you can. So it is important that if you establish residency in a new state that you show that you do kind of live there sometimes or that you have connections to that state at least. So you could, you know, join a library, you could join some community groups or get a CPA in South Dakota, get a credit union in South Dakota, which I did, just to show some ties in case your last state comes back and tries to audit you or come after you, you'll show that, yes, I do have new connections in South Dakota. So that's a really good thing to do. All right, that's it. Those are the six steps to becoming a South Dakota resident. I hope that was helpful for you. And remember, if you do want to see those steps in writing, because I know that it's kind of hard to remember all this, go to thewaywardhome.com forward slash episode 11. Also, I'd like to encourage you to join the Wayward Home Facebook group. We're a community of nomads, van lifers, RVers, sailors, some have tiny homes. Just go to thewaywardhome.com forward slash Facebook to join that group. And I hope to see you over there. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wayward Home podcast, whether you listened in your favorite podcast player or over on YouTube. Either way, see you next time.